Welcome back to When the Right One Comes podcast with your host, Bishop Greg Davis. When the Right One Comes, helping you navigate through the dating and relationship space. We are thrilled that you join us and we hope that you download this episode so you can listen to it again and again. Let's tune into the conversation. I think that you you can be very forgiving, but don't lose your mind and forget. I think forgiveness is not the issue. It's the forgetting. We forget, we forgive, and then we forget, and we start allowing things to happen again. Forgiveness just means, you know what, I'm not going to hold it in my heart against you. Um, but forgetting means I'm just going to keep being foolish and I'm just going to keep allowing nonsense, as you were saying, uh, cycles of BS. No, we got to stop doing that. And I think that's on the end of both men and women. It doesn't matter um, how much you like the person and dear them, what good you see in them. Because I believe that a lot of times we look at the good in people or what we see. It, well, no, not the good, but the potential of what we would uh, like them to be and potential is nothing but destiny standing still forgive them but you better scoot on down the road because it only gets worse it does not get better this is dr even these are my thoughts for now hey bishop I, hey everybody on the stage everybody i just want to i i have a different perspective now i understand the you popping corn man of god you popping corn we can't understand. Okay. Can y'all hear me now? Oh, much better. Okay. Thank you. Um, Did we lose it? I have a different perspective. You and the Matrix. You lost in space, lost Linwood. Where you at? You there? Hey, can y'all hear me now? Much better. Yeah, stop playing with the shop. No, I'm, not, I'm in the car, bitch. Playing <laughs> with her in the car. Go. No, she ain't even with me. Listen, we what we have to understand is people sometimes make mistakes. They know we don't put up with the same thing over and over again. But I believe that in the dating space, sometimes we're too quick to cut people off. And maybe miss the blessing that God intended for us or, you know, what was designed for us to create a happy space for us in the dating space. Because we're so we're so uptight about, you know, what we received in the past, you know, how relationships went in the past, uh, things that we tolerated in the past. And we're really not even angry at the person that uh, we feel violated us in any way. We're angry at ourselves. So instead of reflecting on how we could you know really get to the bottom of a thing we, we cut people off before we even know uh what their real intentions are toward us and what what it could be um i'm not saying that we should put up with people treating us in a kind of way you know abusive language uh or you know uh just disregarding our feelings and you know uh disregarding things that we have told them that are triggers for us and all that kind of stuff I, what I'm saying is we, we got to give people a chance. We got to hear people out. We got to, you know, search their heart, search eyes, you know, and, and give a person How an opportunity. How many chances? No, like seven I'm, times seven? 
No, we ain't going biblical. What I'm saying is, is, is not one of those things where, uh, and what I'm seeing and witnessing what I have done in the past was cut people off, you know, for the first time, you know, we see a red flag. And sometimes red flags, you know, are, are our red flags. We see an our own red, red flag and putting it on someone else. Now, I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not saying just tolerate people's stuff. But I'm saying what I am saying though is sometimes we cut things off before we even get a chance to develop a thing. So, so Linwood, keep your mic open. Keep your mic open. Keep your mic open. Is it the first? Is it the first time they cheat? The second time, or the first time they lie? Second time, third? How many times do they lie, cheat? I mean, it, like, like what's the what's the what's the what measuring the stick? What is the offense, right? This what is the offense that, that we're supposed to that, be that, dealing with? I understand. So, so you know, you know what you're willing to tolerate, right? But all I'm saying is, we we are so sensitive that you know the first offense is a cutoff. Now, you know, a half of offense. Uh, somebody. Don't, it's according to what it is, Linwood. Yeah, it is according to what it is. It, I mean, if if is if it's a blatant lie, um, in your eyes, then you you deal with it accordingly. If is they didn't uh, call me back within 15 minutes. I mean, is that really worth cutting somebody off? If, if somebody can't make it to see you when you want to see them, is that worth cutting them off? Uh, how many, how many, how many times? Yeah. I mean, how many times is the inconsistency? Because you could say that Linwood and they could have a whole husband or wife at home. I understand hey, that. But so, so it really does go to the person's discretion. Who feels the offense? What I'm saying is, you're not answering the question. To. You're not answering the question, though. You making light of, hey, because because they didn't call me or they didn't get, couldn't come see me when I wanted to. I've known people like that, Linwood, that have whole families, man. And and, and, and that's a chance we're taking in the, in the dating space. Oh, no, I'm too old. To be, I'm too old to be taking them kind of chances, Linwood. No, I, I mean, you know, dating is isn't a, a down to a science. We don't have a blueprint for it, Bishop. But what is what is it that you're willing to uh, to sacrifice or go through to see where where it will go? I may not have a. I may not hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I may not have a. I may not have a blueprint, but I have a map of where I've journeyed with ignorance. So, and it so should, you just it should, you just confirmed what I said. What I said was sometimes we do good people bad because of our bad experience. No, 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 no. My roadmap, my roadmap is showing that I've been here before and I see the pattern again, Linwood. I, I ain't confirming nothing you said. Well, well, this this is my thing, Bishop. I just feel like, yeah, there, there are things that we need to look out for. There are questions that need to be asked. There are conversations that need to be had. It's just my belief that some of us are operating in the single space because we don't give things time to develop because of things that we, we've seen that trigger us from our past. And I'm yeah, going to ask something. Uh, uh, after uh, you. Uh, okay, Bishop. I'm sorry. Okay. So I, I get what Linwood is saying. Um, I, I do. And I get what Bishop and even Dr. Eva is saying in that, you know, there has to be a point of which we, for our own self, you know, um, and not to go biblical, Bishop, I'll say it really quick. The Bible says, guard your heart. So just for our own self, we have to be smart. Um, however, I get what, what, what Linwood is saying is that sometimes, and I've said this before, um, sometimes we just, we, our triggers are places where we've got to get healed first. 
Uh, because if we don't, minor things, not not Bishop, not cheating, definitely not cheating. I, I'm, I feel like that you already let me know you're, you're not ready for something serious. Um, but some of the things like, you know, Lynn would say, oh, you didn't call me back at this time or, or those types of things. I think sometimes because we have not gotten healed of our triggers, um, we're very extreme on the smallest thing. So I get what Linwood is saying. However, I get what Bishop is saying and that you don't want to be a person that just in the dating space, you've excused so much that it's just a buildup. Uh, the behavior gets worse or, you know, you find yourself dealing with these little things and maybe little at first, but it grows, it gets bigger and then becomes a big issue. So I, I can see both sides. Um, you know, Linwood is saying in the single space, we can just as singles in general, we can get very where every little thing is a thing. And we're just cutting people off left and right. But we can also be to the point where what Bishop is saying is that some people, and I'm not saying anybody here is thirsty, but we can get to the point where we're so, you know, okay, let me just keep forgiving. Let me just keep overlooking. And the next thing you know, you got a monstrous situation because you're just afraid, as Bishop said, you don't have a strong walkaway game. So you're just, you're, you're, you're continuing to put up with bad behavior and you look down three months down the line and you have this really bad relationship, but you saw the signs in the beginning. So I, I can definitely see um, the validity. And this is the reason why I believe, and I'm going to speak to the queens, they get uh, caught up with people that they should have cut up. Let me say it again. They get caught up with people that they should have cut, cut off. There's some people you got caught up with, you should have cut off in the beginning because you saw the signs. And I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to change that. No, not one phone call. I'm not being petty. I'm not being petty. Not two. But if you always canceling, you always telling me you gonna call. That's 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 not just a phone call, Linwood. That is a sign of you're not a person of your word. Hold on, Linwood. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. I'm speaking of character. I'm speaking of integrity and your word, y'all. I did. I think I did a video earlier uh, when the red. And, and and I'm doing this dating stuff because I want y'all to get my book, okay? We're staying here because I want y'all to get my book. And I, and I talk about red flags, green flags in the whole chapter, okay? The do's and don'ts of dating. Go go in my, my picture right here and get the information and go order it. I talk about it. What happens when the red and the green flags are, are flashing? What happens when the when the, when the the red flags are, 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 are opposing the green flags? Okay, he's a great guy. He opens doors for you. He sends you flowers. He does all the nice things, but his attitude is nasty. He talks to you any kind of way. Y'all not saying nothing. The red and the green flags, they all there. They all show up. Huh? He lies. Okay? He, you catch him in lies. You catch him in things, and you're just listening. Sometimes you just let a person talk. And you, they'll talk so much. People that talk, people that talk so much, they don't even know they're lying because they talk so much to forget what they said. And you can get it all. They got green and so character says, no, I'm not going to forgive you. Those are those are those are those are character red flags. Okay, but the green flags, you're just a good guy. That ain't got nothing to do with character, because a a nicey nicey guy can be the worst guy at home in the world. And you ignoring it and you forgiving it. 
And that's how you end up with people in your life because watch this, y'all, Angelic, you don't have patience to see out the seasons. I'm adamant about this because I'm getting so many DMs from women with the same thing. I counseled a woman the other week. The same thing. They just tolerate. And behavior that's tolerated only grows. It only grows. You mean tell me none of y'all up here ever been in that situation where you where you tolerate it and you allow, huh? Who says so? Yeah, who who tolerated and allowed stuff that just grew and grew? Behavior that is not checked only grows worse and it becomes toxic. Toxicity don't start off toxic. It just grows and grows and then you have a toxic relationship because you didn't notice it and you put up with it and you tolerate it and then you start blaming yourself. Oh yeah, he's like this because I got smart or because of what I said. Yes, women can, can piss you off with their mouths, but it doesn't call for narcissistic behavior you better it doesn't call it doesn't call hold it hold it i'm on the road don't stop the teacher right now hold on you 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 know you do not tolerate stuff and tolerate it same thing with men she got a smart mouth it ain't gonna end she start off getting smart hell no no it's gonna get worse she taking out on you what somebody else did to her, because when you are handled at when you're handled by a narcissist, a narcissistic behavior, then you get infected and you start treating somebody that might be the right one like that. No, you cut it off in the beginning. Linwood, I hear you. You're forgiven. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord be with you. But no, 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 no. And that's why so many queens that are hitting me and it's passion for me that are hitting me that are saying I, 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 I you know but you know what I'm, I I could be to blame because of the way I talk to them what some of the stuff y'all telling me that they do to y'all because of that caught it off and, and here's the thing they ain't even said yes to no relationship this is just in the dating phase it still ain't no good in, in the relationship phase you're never listen you're never too far deep in to be treated any kind of way. You're never too deep in. Rain on your finger, got a wedding date and all that. You're never too deep in to get out of being with a clown. Amen. I'm so sorry. Bishop. No, Bishop, this is good. I wanted to ask yeah. you a question because I really do. Like, even when you messaged me today and just your or text me your passion, I was like, oh, Bishop. But I really want to ask you for the women who, you know, that are in your inbox, the women who are listening. Um, and, and I really can't wait for us to have that pop-up room because I agree with you. I know that that's something that women, we tend to blame ourselves when something, you know, goes wrong. It's just, and I told you, I believe it's part of just how we've been, um, and not, I don't want to say indoctrinated, but it's almost like it's just been something that has been put in. What did you do wrong? Why did he, you know, so I don't want to pivot there, but I do want to ask you for the women who are listening, um, what, you know, what at point, cause you were to ask them then with how long, how, how much, how long, how much I want to ask you, Bishop, what do you see? Um, you know, what, what is 
too quick. What is quick? What when should a woman, when she starts seeing or man, start seeing, you know, these behaviors in the dating space? How quickly should they walk away? And maybe even tell them how. Maybe some people don't know how to walk away. Can you thank, thank you for asking that question. First of all, if you're in the dating space, do not get overly attached so soon. Do not do not get vulnerable immediately when you meet somebody. You don't know them. You only know what they told you. You now have to see if what they told you, coffee, lines up with what their actions. Let me say it again. Don't get so caught up in the beginning giving so much. I'm not talking about sex neither. It's more than sex. Pizza. It's giving of your emotions. You can give it you can give your emotions before you give sex and still be caught up because they have they have made love to your brain. They know what to say. They have sexed your brain. They have emotionally said things to you that you ain't heard from no man, including your daddy. So now they know what to say to you, the right things. You're beautiful. You're pretty. Oh, my God. You blah, blah, blah. And you love this because you have not gotten affirmation or confirmation of who you are from anybody else. So you running down the road like a puppy behind a truck with meat on it. Oh, wow. Because. You moved in too fast. You moved too fast. Y'all get it? Y'all, you moved too fast. I, I've said to people that I said, well, I'm not going to call the name. I, I always be like, take your time. Take your time. Because I was one that didn't take my time. Take your time. Because it will reveal who they are. The signs are there, but sometimes you need to see it for yourself. People can tell you, but sometimes you need to see it for yourself. And so the way to avoid it is to watch and listen, listen and watch to see if what they say line up with their actions and how they're treating you. You're in no rush. Dating is not a is not a sprint. It is a marathon. You're taking your time to make the decision of life. If you say, as you're saying, quote, you're dating to marry. You're dating to marry somebody that you want to spend the rest because nobody marries to divorce. You're talking about spending the rest of your life with somebody. So why are you rushing a decision that's supposed to be for the rest of your life? It, it's not a car. Some of y'all take longer to buy a car than you do to, to, to decide you want to be with somebody. No, take your time and watch the patterns. That's what I say, Anisha. Take your time. Watch the, uh, the patterns. Don't be so uh, 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 excited because you got a man in your life or a woman. They come and go. You won't believe it because y'all say, I don't know where they're at every time I say this. They're a dime a dozen. Anybody's a dime a dozen, but the right one is not. It takes a little more money. It takes a little more time. It takes a little more patience for you to wait on them. This is why I wrote this book and I'm not trying to sell a book right now because this is where we get lost. We get lost in the dating phase. We get lost in the dating process because we're just so excited. We're ready to jump immediately because somebody walks in your life. You don't know where they came from. You don't know they passed. Coffee say, hell, go get a background check. And you don't know who sent them either, Bishop, but I'm staying on. You don't know. You're right. You don't know who sent. You know what, Coffee? You, you, you being funny. No, and I'm not my being letter, funny. But let me I'm tell you something. When people, come, when people come in my DM 
and hit me from from out of the clear blue, I'd be like, okay, first of all, who are you? Because you're being yeah, too easy. Number two, uh -huh. and who sent you? Because you're trying to set me up. What you trying to do? You know what I'm saying? And so, to avoid all that, hey y'all, I know it sounds stupid, and I love Linwood, but we ain't gonna agree on this. It's the little things. Denzel had a movie out. The little things. The little. It's the little things. It's the small things that you need to watch. How they handle the waiter, how they cuss folk out that ain't really did nothing. People that's serving and they only getting paid a little money. Y'all ain't saying nothing. They don't care. They don't care nothing about the way they treat people. So that mean they ain't gonna care nothing about you. How they talk to their mama? You been over there with them? You you been at their mama's house with them? How they talk to their mama? Come on. How they talk to their daddy? Y'all ain't saying all those things that you gotta watch in the dating phase. But you, six weeks out, we're in a relationship now. Hell to the no. No. It's the hell to the no. Because everybody, because everybody is in a rush. Angelica, uh, Ari, you want to say something? AR? Oh. <laughs> oh, you just say man. Well, no, I was just saying that um, I totally agree with you. And many of the times we ignore red flags because this was the negative abusive pathology we saw growing up. So now we're repeating these terrible generational cycles, right? So it's like, there could be a woman probably grew up seeing that daddy was abusive to mom. So now she, she didn't have a, a proper father figure. Maybe he might've been there. He might've been physically there, but he wasn't there emotionally. He wasn't there present or maybe he wasn't there at all. So now she goes out into the world looking for a man ignoring all of these red flags being super forgiven because why she's looking for daddy and now she's in this abusive relationship with this with a guy who's talking to her like a child and beating her like she's a child so the the biggest i would say first and i think anisha might have said this already but i think we first have to get to a place of healing within ourselves and and healing from our past traumas our family traumas the uh, dysfunctional relationships that we saw growing up, whether it be mommy or, or daddy or mama was too overbearing and uh, emasculating or whether daddy was, was abusive and he wasn't the caretaker. And so, so a lot of the things we see, we tend to ignore these red flags because this is what we saw as normal growing up. I know I'm talking to somebody in the audience. I know I am. I'm not talking about five of you who are in abusive relationships right now and you need to get out. This is your sign that you need to come up out of those abusive relationships. Um, but that's what that was my ad is that a lot of the times it's, it's from this past trauma that we have to come and heal out of. Now, for those of us who have done the work, who maybe experienced uh, a lot of traumatic events and now we're doing the work and we're seeing things we have to trust the discernment or as women we have that intuition to know when something is not right and a lot of times when you ignore that red flag the, the first time confirmation is going to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming until you get it and then there comes a point where you're just numb to it right where you're just plumb dumb and numb that now boom now you're a victim of this terrible toxic relationship i know what i'm talking about because i was in a situation where a ex-boyfriend actually blew up on me one time he was the nicest guy he was like the class clown he was so funny and goofy until one day that anger issue just popped up 
and I've never saw it before because he's never shown it and he did a good job at hiding it. But when that thing popped up, I thought it was okay, maybe this was an isolated incident. That's where I went wrong. So once that anger issue popped up, I should have left then because you know what? Years later, it popped up again when it was just me and him in my apartment in Westchester County, New York, and I was afraid for my safety. So the moment I was afraid for my safety again, I was like, you got to go. You are not the one for me and I'm not going to stay in this relationship. So whatever red flags that you are seeing, believe them. When somebody shows you who they are, please believe them. Don't try to say, oh, maybe it might've been a bad day. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. No, believe them. Believe the anger issues that, that you see. Believe when they're cussing somebody out and when they're threatening somebody's life. Believe it. When they grabbed your, when he grabbed your arm that day and shook you, oh, believe it. You need to believe these red flags. All the, the verbal abuse that's going on when they when they cussing you out, tearing you down, saying you're not like so-and-so or you will never be this and you will never be that. Or why can't you be more like her? Or why can't you be more like him? That is verbal abuse. And those are things you do not need to tolerate. Those are red flags. The right one will speak life. The right one will speak love. The right one will be caring. The right one will bring peace. Not all this toxicity and turmoil and drama. And believe me, you can do bad all by yourself. So if they're not bringing you peace, my friend, they have to go. If that was for you, back chat me. I hope that uh, I bless you today. This is Angelica. It's the go for me, honey. Quickly, X. Hey, listen, listen, Bishop. Can I say that I I, I agree with everything uh, Angelica just said. It's now, gonna I, be okay, no, listen, hear, hear me out. Yeah, hear me, hear me out. Coffee. Listen, when we when we talking about abuse of any kind, that Linwood, Linwood, no Linwood. It yes, don't sir. just yes, start leave your mic open. It don't yes, sir. see you gotta be careful because it don't just start off as abuse, Linwood. I've seen movies, I almost say movie pictures like the over. I've seen movies where a guy is all nicey nicey and the girl says something that he don't like and he's cringing on the inside trying to hold that back. He's like shaking, like he wants to kill her just because of one thing, and he holds it back. And he holds it back for a while, and then it just keeps building and building, and that idiot that he really is comes out. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, it's it, you got to be careful when you say, "Don't, don't, don't." Y'all just talking about these little things, little things. No, 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 become, no, 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 no. I said, I said that abuse of any kind, verbal, mental, emotional abuse, physical abuse should not be tolerated. It don't start they off like there. that, but they start off with other disrespect, though, Linwood. That's what you don't I understand. I'm getting no, no, chats. No, I get that. I'm getting, I'm like, now nah, I'm like Shira now. I'm getting so many DMs and so many um back chats from people. <laughs> for real. Listen, listen for real. Bishop, and they're Bishop. saying they've been here before with what Angelica AR is talking about. Yeah, Bishop. But, but what, what is, is it that you might be confronted with early on that is not a deal breaker that's worth a conversation. 
I'm not talking about abuse. I'm I'm just talking about uh, differences in opinion, uh, just you know philosophical differences, uh, you know, just just those things that could separate us in the times that we're living in. I ain't talking about he gave you a black eye or he cussed you out or he disrespected you in front of your mama. I'm talking about just a philosophical difference on life. We not willing to talk nothing out no more. We just want to philosophical difference in life. Linwood can lead to major problems down the line. What? I know Negroes that 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 fall out over whether or not they they believe in baptism in Jesus name or in Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Philosophical things can call. I know families that are divided over Trump and Biden. It ain't just I no do, little I, thing, I, I Linwood. Vaccine or not I do the too. Vaccine. Yeah. I do too. Yeah, vaccine that or not the vaccine. That is a question, my God. Uh, but but what's worth the conversation? Uh, the vaccine, right? About the vaccine. Let's talk about the vaccine. You got one in the house. That believe in getting vaccination, and you got another one that believe in no. Yeah. So, come on, it can it, it can lead to divorce. It can lead. Linwood, you walk in light with this, and that that's not good. Seriously, and, and so I'm not saying don't disagree. I'm not saying don't disagree, but I fully disagree with you when you say, okay, because a person just don't call you back or they can't see you when they want to. I'm gonna say one more time, and I'm not talking about from a uh, hypothetical. I'm talking about from knowing people that had whole other families because they couldn't call back. They had whole other girlfriends. They were living with people. You could never go to their house. No, I was just going to say, because I, I mean, I, Bishop, I'm telling you, I just, I feel your passion. And I get that you're coming from a perspective and experience of what you're hearing from people um, in this relationship space. And I get it because I hear some of the same things. Um, but then I think Linwood is coming from a place and you, if you'll permit me to say, you correct me if I'm wrong, Linwood, but you have, you're, you're moving in the space. You're, you know, you're on your way to marriage, you know, so you're kind of getting the perspective of how do we have healthy conflict resolution? And so maybe that'll be the question to the room. Just, just as we're having this little moment, we can go back to the other conversations, but because I know this is such a topic right now and I can feel people's passion as it pertains to this subject. Um, and one of the things I was going to say when um, uh, Angelica R. was speaking is, and I'll go back to what I was saying, is sometimes it's even best to let people go for themselves because sometimes they don't even realize how toxic they're being, how hurtful they're being until they've had someone to say, okay, you know what? That's enough. We've only been talking for a month and this is how you, that, that's enough. And sometimes when we don't give people that, they think their behavior is okay. So sometimes you're helping yourself, but you're helping them as well. But my question, Bishop, and to Linwood and anybody in the room is, um, because I, it sounds to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, Linwood, you're, you're kind of saying, what is, what is the point that we have healthy conflict resolution? Where, Absolutely. where everything is not Absolutely. a major blow up deal. And maybe, Absolutely. You can, maybe that's something you can answer, Linwood, for the room. Um, what, what does that look like so that someone can know when is this a deal breaker? When is this I'm, I got to have my strong walk, you know, walk away stilettos or boots or whatever no, you want to no. wear? Or when is it a time for us to sit down and let's just have some healthy conflict resolution? Uh, Anisha, I don't think it's a question that necessarily I can answer. It's a question that I'm looking for answers to. I will admit that. You know, not only in my own personal relationship, but in other relationships with people that I'm close to, 
people are willing to uh, just just argue for days or just uh, call it quits or uh, uh, even say, you know, we'll we'll you know kick the can down the road and revisit it later. It's not going to get any better like that. When are we going to grow up and ha- be able to have? as you say, healthy conflict resolution, have some conversations about some things. I'm not saying that just because you go into a dating space or a relationship space with a person that you you have to stay there. You have to stay there and take any kind of abuse, uh, any kind of displeasure in life. If you don't get no joy, no peace from it, in the, especially in the dating space, yeah, you, you can walk away from it and call it quits. But how many times have we probably... Uh, walked away from something that was was uh, uh, good for us or could have been good for us or could have developed into something before we called it quits over a trauma that really had nothing to do with the person that we're dealing with now. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. How many times could we have walked away from something that was dangerous? Linwood, do you hear what's coming out of your mouth? And we are not off subject at all because this is a part of the subject, actually. We're right it, on yeah, target. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Okay, I, but then what, did you hear what you just said? Yes, sir, Bishop. So yes, you're sir. telling people you're telling people to stay into something that's dangerous. No, 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 no. It, no. What I what I said was how many times have we walked away from something that could have developed into something good because we didn't have a conversation or we didn't have the necessary tools to uh, help healthy comfort resolution. That's what I'm saying. Mm, okay. I don't want to take. I don't want to take up all the time. And if there's people in the audience that want to come up and talk with us, uh, hand raising is open early today, like for real. It helps me to know that I needed to write this book on the do's and don'ts of dating, like for real. The, the stuff that I hear, uh, it is right on target because again, uh, and I'm consistent with this: run for your life, run for your life. If you're uncomfortable and if stuff is not lining up, I'm sorry. I love Linwood, but I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going to have to disagree with you because my philosophy is run for your life. Don't stay in nothing that they're showing you. And I've been there before when somebody tell me, oh, you don't want to really get involved with me because I am. I am. uh, uh, I'm basically. Thank you. That's it. I'm damaged goods. You ain't got. Let me tell you something. Before you even get goods out, if you just say, damn, okay. I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> Shari, if they just say, damn, oh, yeah. and they might have been, they might have been saying uh, something else. I'm gone. Where you go? I'm gone. Because <laughs> That's the capital D for me, Bishop. Go ahead. I made the mistake and I said, no, no, we're going to work this out together. And then I find out that there's pills involved and you got to take this to go up and this to go. Oh, no, damn. You might have just been saying, damn, I'm gone. No, I'm serious. And and I'm saying that to everybody else. Who else wants to share, though? Because me and Lynn would. Can I share something, Bishop? Ooh, ooh, lighting up like Christmas trees. I tell you what, (laughs) Dr. Nick, you reset and then you start us on the next round. Let me mention again, I need those of you that are listening to this conversation Please go get my book, like the do's and don'ts of dating. I feel so passionate on this. I have never had a book uh, uh, launching where I go places. I'm going to actually do a book, a virtual book launch and all that stuff, because 
the more I hear these conversations, the more people DM me. This is needed. And this chapter on red and green flags, man, you got to be able to distinguish when the green flag is taking over the red flag or vice versa. And it's it's a balancing act. I realize that. But please, GregDavisShow.com, GregDavisShow.com. I'm signing all books that are ordered between now and the time they're delivered in the next week. Go ahead, Dr. Nick. Reset us and you. Absolutely. Hello, everyone. You are in the When the Right One Comes Club, where our topic for today is how forgiving should you be during dating? This conversation was curated by the host of this room, who was absolutely the founder of the When the Right One Comes movement. And that is Bishop Greg Davis. He is in the top left-hand corner. If you go ahead and click on his picture, you will see the title of his brand new book that we are discussing today. And we've been discussing um, over the past couple of sessions that we've had together, the do's and don'ts of dating. If you go to his bio, you will see the website where you can go and order. And we want you to go and order today during the time that we're together. So please go ahead and Visit his website, gregdavisshow.com. That's gregdavisshow.com, where you can go ahead and order his book. Also, the co-host of this room is the beautiful Anisha Sharp. She is in the third row, the first one on the third row, in the yellow with her legs across the turquoise chair. Absolutely beautiful. And I am the, the administrator of this club. I'm Dr. Nick in the red chair and the white suit. On the stage here today, we have a host of awesome moderators who are very active in their own lives within Clubhouse and outside of Clubhouse. Go ahead and click on their picture. Give them a follow. Also follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and any other areas you can. We also want to say that if during this time of we're together, if someone says something that you really enjoy, it really helps you, you can send a tip. You can send a tip on Fridays are the days that we really push the moderator appreciation Friday. But anytime during this time that we're together, you can send a tip to say thank you. I really appreciate that. Whether it's through the give money option that Clubhouse has or any of their other giving options in their bio cash app. Zelle, Venmo, PayPal, whatever it is that they may have. As Bishop Greg Davis already stated, if you're interested in coming up to the stage, please go ahead and do so. And I'll bring you up to the stage. Just please make sure that you are muted when you come up because your mic will be open. And we definitely want to maintain an excellent listening environment. And Dr. Nick, you can go and then find out who wants to speak next from the moderators and we put people in queue so we can be fair. Absolutely, Bishop. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and give my share. I was driving and I know that I might get cut off and get into the matrix while I'm driving. So I didn't want to speak too much. But I want to say about the green and red flags, Bishop. It's so very important. I'm sorry, I was getting a phone call. It's so very important that we know the difference between the two. And I heard the word character come up a lot. Character, character, character. Um, it's also important that we understand and can distinguish between character and personality, because what I've learned in the last situation where I got hoodwinked, um, bamboozled and led astray is that um, I got caught up in personality and the personality was covering the character. 
And this is why in relationships, especially in this, before we even get into the committed space, the dating relationship, you have the dating space, you have to be able to realize what is their personality and what is their character? Because if you don't know the difference between the two, you can fall in love with someone's, um, someone's personality and their character can be the one that is actually your demise. Um, and when it comes to the green flags and the red flags, you have to be able to, to count the cost. Which, um, how are they balancing out? What can you handle? What can you not handle? And you will only know this, this in my opinion only, when you take your time. As Bishop mentioned and many others have mentioned, um, if we are too fast, as some may have e even mentioned being thirsty, we don't have a time, have an opportunity to really see, you know, what is their character? What is their personality? Is this a green flag? Is this a red flag? We just spend great amounts of time on the phone or in person. And then when you get into the sexual acts, then lines get blurred. You don't really know what's going on. Red flag, green flag. In terms of the question, and I'll be able to put a button in it here. How forgiving should you be during, during dating? I think that at any point, if it's starting to affect how you feel as a person, as a human, not even as a girlfriend or a boyfriend, husband or wife, because we're not there yet. I think that you can forgive someone, but you can also move on. Forgiving does not mean access is granted again. I forgive you. I'm going to let it go, but I'm going to move on with my life. And I think that our lives are way too important for us to to stick and stay and hope that this person will get it together. I believe all of us on the stage may have a story about where we stayed when we saw the red flags and we tried to turn them green or we saw the red flags and turned them into a cute little scarf. That's not going to help us. So when it comes to how forgiving should you be during a dating, take your time so that you can get to know this person. And if it's making you feel uncomfortable, Yes, forgive that person, but access has been denied. No more access. So this is Dr. Nick. That's my share. So we have many people who would like to share. Um, I believe I heard coffee. And then after that, um, we're going to go to Shira because I heard her too. And then we'll move on from there. Coffee? Can you guys hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, we can. Coffee, are you there? Okay, Shira. I'll be very brief. I wanted to first start off, and, and good afternoon, everyone, to all the amazing moderators, all the individuals in the room. Bishop, you always um, seemingly make me cry when you speak, because I know it's not just a passion in word, but in deed. You've lived this thing. You understand it. You know it. That's why God has blessed you. in it. That's real talk. Um, and to the beautiful um, Anisha and Dr. Nick, thank you guys for the conversation. I love the um, the fact that Bishop, as a, a spiritual father to so many, but a father in faith, but also a man who has gone through much in life, freed up folks in the room, gave them permission to say, I, you don't have to stay if it doesn't align with what you not only desire, but if it doesn't align with what you envision in terms of um, relationship, and also if it's abusive in any way, shape, or form, because, you know, not only these, I think sometimes with behaviors and character flaws, 
we treat it so cavalierly, especially in, and in, in, I know this is not a church room, but I want to say this really, because I feel this way. And this is just now Shira Lowe speaking. I think in the body of Christ or in church, we have been raised to just like, okay, we're just going to forgive it and overlook everything because Jesus died and he rose, you know, from the dead for me. And I'm just, he forgave me and I just need to forgive everything. And I love the distinction that Dr. Nick made in reference to forgiveness doesn't mean that you can now, you have to, or there's a prerequisite to reconcile and also to allow access. And a lot of times we put blend the two together. And what we're doing is we're doing more harm than good. And we're making decisions based out of lack of wisdom, lack of knowledge about what true forgiveness is. Forgiveness says I make a choice not to hold against you what you did to me. But that doesn't mean now there has to be a reconciliation without there being some genuine concerted effort and work. Um, and also there has to be an acknowledgement when we're talking about forgiveness, there has to, in this dating space or even getting to know space. One of the things I'm finding out is that there are a lot of people that don't even acknowledge not only they're wrong, but they don't even acknowledge the wrong they've done to you. Um, and so in this place of dating or even getting to know one another and engaging one another, um, I believe that there must be, if there's going to be forgiveness, which means there's not a, um, um, there's a decision that's been made not to hold the actual behavior against you. There has to be a willingness on behalf of the offender to say, I not only acknowledge what I've done wrong to you, I realize that it's hurt you or it was a behavior that was not befitting to this relationship or conducive to the health of this relationship, and I'm going to do something about it. And there has to be, to Bishop's earlier point, there has to be a consistency. If just like we see consistency in negative and bad behavior, there has to be a consistency in the development, the maturity, and the change uh, into the good behavior. A lot of times I believe that we're just like, okay, yes, they apologize and that's okay. Um, or they said sorry because sorry and apology is two different things. Sorry is sorry you got caught. Apology is you realize what the actual offense did to that person and you don't want to do it again. And so a lot of times we overlook behaviors and so on and so forth because we have this grand expectation, well, Jesus forgave me. That's true. He did forgive you. But how many of you all know that there are consequences to sometimes our behavior? Um, there are um, things that we have to change and modify in order for us to be able to walk in a healthy way with the Lord. And, and, and just the same thing applies with relationships. There has to be modification of behavior and consistent and longevity in the modification of the behavior. It's not an overnight thing, especially, and I'll say this and I'll, um, um, I'll uh, pass over the mic. I love the um, candid conversation that Angelica had. She talked about the gentleman blowing up on her, but it got progressive. It went from a light to a progressive. And here's the thing. That's why it's so important for us to make sure that individuals, especially that have outbursts of wrath and any of these other things that could be to the detriment of the individual, but also to the unraveling of the relationship, that that thing is literally dealt with, whether it be threat, prayer, counseling, deliverance, whatever it is, because surely if they have the outburst of wrath and it's been um, consistently, you know, manifested in previous relationships, it's going to manifest in this relationship and keep on until there's a level of accountability, till there is something that um, is a consequence that occurred. I'll be honest and for real, I'll just close my mic. Um, I was actually um, dating this gentleman um, and um, since I've been divorced and, and I, I noticed that 
one of the things in the area, he would not allow me to. Now, everybody that knows me, I love to pray for folks. Um, I am a problem solver. You give, you tell me your stuff. Yes, I'll listen. But I'm, I'm my personality is like, okay, so how can we solve this? How can we reconcile this? I mean, I'm just a helper by nature. And I remember the day um, that he was expressing some things, and I, I let him express some things and stuff. And I asked him, you know, if there's anything I could do to help. And when I tell you, when I asked him if there was anything I could do to help, you would have thought that I cursed that man out and called him everything but a child of God. And his response was so crazy. Now, let me tell you what was amazing about this, because this gentleman is a very public figure. He is kind to everybody. Everyone knows him as outgoing and just all wonderful and all this stuff. And I knew him the same. But to Bishop's point earlier, I allowed some time to pass in order to see him in different environments and in different lights. And when I asked him that, it was like a ticking time bomb. And I said, in the area, now listen, this is what I want to drive home and I'll, I'll be quiet after this. In the area that God has matured me and perfected me and anointed me the most, he blows up on me. That's beyond a red flag because th what that does is if I allowed that relationship to progress any further, my gifting to love unconditionally, my gifting to be able to exhort and to be able to solve problems would have been not only suppressed but oppressed and I would have become depre depressed because I now would have had to alter and modify who I am naturally as a person, a loving, giving person, wanting to help, wanting to cheer on, wanting to exhort. I would have had to literally alter who I am as a person in order to remain with him. When it comes to you altering or having to alter what God has blessed you with, then it's time to go. This is Shira Lowen. Thank you, Shira, for your share. I like that when it's time to when you when you're altering who you are, it's time to go. I love it. All right, um, Angelica with the W. Oh, hello, everyone. So, um, I just wanted to say, um, I, Bishop, I I honestly say, like before coming in this room, you know, the dating process for me was a little bit foreign because I was so used to rushing in relationships. Um, you know, probably knowing that person like two, three weeks and then we in a relationship and then you see all the flags and then you're like working in reverse. And so like, you know, I always say I look at my last two situations and I'm like, God, I wish I would have been in this room before because in one situation, that person, we were dating and I think like maybe a month in, he was like, you know, I'm not ready for this. Like, this is not, I'm not ready. It's not you. It's nothing you've done. I'm just not ready. Like I'm, I just, and before that he was shutting down. He wasn't um, like talking much. And I just took it as, cause he is an introvert. Like he's a really, he's a real introvert. And so I just took it as like, you know, he had these times of shutting down and we're just getting to know each other. So I wasn't really expecting to hear from him like that. But then when he came out and said like, I'm not ready for this and it's so unfair to you. It's not you. It's really me. And even though he said that he texted to me, I still thought it was me. I thought I was the reason I thought I had done something wrong. I started internalizing it because one of the, you know, I thought that I had done, you know, a good bit of work. I had done a good bit of work on myself and getting myself to this place of even wanting to open up and date. 
but actually testing out those things, I saw, I still saw it with some things there that I needed to do. And one of them was that when a person says they're not ready, just accept it and keep moving forward. Don't think that it's you. Don't internalize it. And so what I did was I was like, oh, no, you know, it's, you know, I, we can work through this. Like, let's come on. And what just a little bit backstory on him. He had been in a relationship with a woman for 16 years, married for 11 years. They had done so many things in that relationship. And he felt like he had done so much to compromise in that relationship to when the, re the marriage was over. And they went through divorce in 2018. He thought he had healed like he did everything, gave her everything. He just thought that would make her come back. In 2019, I think she married a woman and that like really, he took a blow. But, you know, when we met back and this was somebody that I knew, so I was familiar with the story, but because we dated when we were younger. And so when he came back around, we apologized to each other. We started dating, thought we was having fun. I started seeing a better side of him. Then he started shutting down and said, and then he texted me one night and said, I'm not ready. And it's not you. Like, you're an amazing woman. You're wonderful. I just enjoyed our conversation. Our time out together, that's the most time I, fun I had. But he kept saying he wasn't ready. And here I am really internalizing. It's like, well, what did I do? Like, I must have did something wrong because I was so used to taking the blame in relationships that when he said that it was him, I thought it was me. And so I still was telling him, oh, no, let's make it work. I'm here for you. I still try to push in that relationship. I or in that dating situation, trying to make it a relationship. And so many red flags happened. Just it was so much stuff that was going on. And I just thought, because, you know, people in the church was telling us like, oh, you know, God brought him back and all these things like that. And I'm listening to what they're saying. I was in this place thinking that I wanted to be married to this man because I thought God brought him back. Like, this is what I'm listening to. But the honest thing, it hurt to be with him more than anything. Like, the love hurt. I was loving him to the point it was hurting me. It was draining me. I was crying. You know, he would argue. He would fuss at me for no reason. And then in the latter parts of us, you know, leaving each other, which ended up being like I probably would have been on 39th. Well, here is the jail. I would probably end up in jail because of what happened last, like this last big blow up. But I was literally telling myself, you know, maybe I need to work on me. Maybe I need to be a little bit more gentle with him. You know, he's blowing up. Let me show him love. You know, he's never been loved properly. I'm putting all this stuff on me when the whole time he said it was him. And so I didn't know how to run from that situation and really say, you know what? We just dating, you know, like we can just be friends. I didn't know how to run from that because I was just listening to people and I wasn't trusting what my gut was saying and plus I didn't know any better about dating you know and so we finally cut it off and then this next situation happens and I'm talking about it was red flags from the beginning like some of the things that was said the verbal abuse like oh nobody don't know you anyway and you know you're not nobody knows you you can do this like it doesn't matter like just the little things that was said oh I'm so busy I can't really talk to you on the phone I probably talked to this person two times you know out the week and still normalize it because I'm busy, he busy. But I'm saying all that to say is that in the dating phase, like I wish I would have knew everything that I know now, I wish I would have knew it in these last two situations because I probably wouldn't have beat myself up as much. I probably wouldn't have thought that it was my fault. I probably wouldn't be like very anxious or like uh, apprehensive when it comes to relationships or even dating guys like right now. I don't know if I want to date. I'm open to it, but I'm like, I'm learning. So I'm learning from this. And so, you know, I've learned 
definitely that when a man says it's not you it's me believe him don't try to make it work don't try to push forth just like you know what i probably dodged a bullet because in every every you know real relationship that i had and even in dating phases when a man had said that it actually was them it wasn't me but i had to see something in angelica williams to say you know what i am valuable and I do bring something and I am great. So it, it's not me. It really is them. Some some people are broken. Some men are broken. They just have a nice exterior and a nice package on the outside. But some men are broken and they may not um they may not uh communicate it like women do. But it's some men out here that are hurting and they don't know how to communicate that. And I have encountered them and I tried to take on their burden and I tried to make them um, you know, make them my issue, my problem. I had this savior complex even in the dating phase. But now I'm learning like when I do get ready to date again, if a man says he's not ready, that's completely fine. It has nothing to do with me. It just means that we probably not even compatible anyway. If these are things that I'm learning even in the dating phase and things to watch out for that I don't have to stay for abuse and I don't have to stay for verbal abuse or even physical abuse. I don't have to stay for that and just knowing my value and knowing my worth. So Bishop, I do want to say since being in this room and I think I came in here like on stage you guys in March, but I think I've been coming in this room since you maybe started in the audience. Just the things that I've learned from in this room. Angelica, can, can I ask you a quick question? Because you have a really great story. And I'm sure there's some people in the audience who may have gone through that. If you could just give one major tip, one major strategy that you've learned from that situation, what would that be? Just when you see red flags, when some when a man communicates with you and says, you know, I'm not ready. Don't internalize it and think that it's you. It probably is them. And it they probably do have work to you. So don't always internalize things and think that it's you. It probably is them if they're communicating that. That's great. You guys heard it. If they say it's not me, it's not you, it's me. You know, take it for what it is and don't beat yourself up about that. Thank you, Angelica. I'm sure. Dr. Nick, Dr. Yeah. Nick, yeah. Dr. Nick. Let me, let me lean into that because that's what I was saying earlier. And, and Anisha goes right back to what I was saying. You 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 cannot blame yourself uh, for somebody else's actions, y'all. You know, we've all done. Maybe it was some. I mean, I I triggered them. I triggered them. If I hadn't did that, they wouldn't be triggered. The trigger it was there. It was there all the time. It was there. So don't blame yourself. For something that was already there, had you not, hey, either you're going to trigger it now or you're going to trigger it later. It's best to find the triggers now than to find them later when you're deep involved. So that was very, very, very good. Go, go ahead, Dr. Nick, whoever's, whoever's next. And if you want to come up, we're bringing you up now, and we're just going to put you in queue. Please be patient and make sure that you're adding value to the conversation we don't want to go to Atlanta and we in Los Angeles talking about Los Angeles. All right. So we're sticking to this, this, this topic. Glad to have all. Absolutely. We have so many people on the stage who want to give shares. So just as a little tip for those of you who are going to give shares, if you're going to give, you know, a, a little background story, actually make sure that you point it back to a great strategy because that's what we want to do or a great, um, you know, takeaway for the audience because we definitely want them to be able to say, okay, I got it. I'm writing these things now because there are some people who come to their our room and they actually are taking notes. So we definitely want to give them a takeaway, lots of takeaways, because we have lots of awesome um, moderators on the stage. Kwanisha, you were clicking. 
You ready? Yes. Yes. Um, so my tip or whatever you want to call it would be that in the dating stage, be selfish because when you get to the place of marriage, that is literally an act of being selfless that you're not going to be able to, um, take all those little nuances and, um, you know, be able to combat them as you would be able to combat them in the dating space from my perspective. So I'm saying this, if you're in the dating space and you don't like a man who has long nails, a man who has dirty, you know, his fingernails are dirty, his, his breath or whatever, the little things, what, or if it's, you don't like the way that he talks to you, you don't like the way that his tone, things like that, that is only going to escalate when you get into the place of even dating, or if you make it to the arena of marriage, that is going to just escalate. I told my sister-in-law, she was in a relationship with um, someone who was um, cheating on her when, before they even got married. I said, please do not marry this man. I'm telling you, when you marry him, he's not going to change. Uh, it, it's going to escalate and it's going to be worse. You're just going to be married in the same situation. It, being married doesn't change who the person is. It only amplifies what they were going to do, what they were doing in the relation, I mean, in the relationship, it just amplifies in the marriage. It's just, now I got you, so it don't even matter. I'm still going to be me. I'm not going to change who I am because you decided to marry me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just uh, be selfish in the dating stage. And I'm not saying, like, worry, just, you know, I I'm not saying, like, being um, to the point where he got to cater to me, he all that stuff like that, but he should be. But... I'm saying be selfish in a, in, a, in a place that if you don't like something about somebody, don't look over it. If something that if if you uh, if the little things that don't turn you on when in, in the dating stage, they are not going to turn you on in your marriage stage there. They're, when when things get rough in your marriage, when those little things that didn't turn you on in the in the dating phase, that's what's going to be something that can make or break, you know, you uh, in your state of marriage, look at those little things that do not, uh, turn you on and do not, um, uh, just things that you don't like. We, we are so, um, easy to just look over the little things that we don't like. Oh, he, oh, he'll change. Oh, that's just him. Oh, no, 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 sis. Don't overlook that. Uh, I just want to shake shake us because we are just like we get to the point where we we could just settle man I just want a man he'll be all right like uh, ugh, don't settle and don't overlook those things be selfish in this in the dating stage because when you do get to that state of marriage those little things that you overlooked because you thought they were going to change they're only going to amplify I'm Quanisha Thank you, Kwanisha. Thank you for your share. Don't overlook it, guys. Don't overlook it. Um, oftentimes people think, and I was guilty of that, that marriage will change everything and take it away. But actually, as you mentioned, Kwanisha, it will amplify. So we're continuing with our moderators. Our question on the floor is how forgiving 
should you be during dating? So we have a couple of mods we have not heard from yet. So I'm just going to um, ask you if you are willing, ready to share. Uh, Josh? You there, Josh? My name is Josh. Not... <laughs> Josh. Joshua, are you ready to share, Joshua? Um, it's an interesting discussion. Um, you know, I, I ain't gonna touch that little that that, that little spit spat y'all had a couple of minutes ago. Um, my commentary on the topic. Uh, what spit spat, Josh? Come on, talk. Well, I mean, you know, the whole, you know, if he tells you this, you know, just believe him, you know, that, he, you know, he's not ready and, you know, women should believe him. It just, you know, sometimes men, sometimes bishops, some, sometimes we tell women that because we don't know how to tell them that they're the problem. They're the problem, not really us the problem, you know. Sometimes we say that to get away from the situation, you know, to spread that woman's feelings. But that's a conversation for another day, you know, uh, you know, uh, no, hey, Josh, let me ask you this. How, how soon should you, like in the dating phase, Josh, how soon should you run? Like if you see stuff, you say something or you run or how many times do you, you know, seven times 70? What, what do you do? You say, so the question is, when, when should you run? Yeah, this is the dating phase, the data oh. phase. This ain't relationship. Okay. When, when should you run? I mean, I think you should run when you see stuff. Um that you cannot handle, you know, as you see stuff that, good, that's good. You no, know, you know, um, may not necessarily be wrong. I think a lot of times we, 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 we quick to label someone with a red flag when it's really not a red flag. It's just, you know, you, that, that part of that person is not something you can handle, you know, and, Cause, and wait, wait, John, cause is, is it true? One man's red flag could be another man's green flag. Um, I won't say a green flag, but it just might not necessarily be red. It might be a neutral, neutral. Color. Oh my God! Yeah. Good. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying it might, it might not be, you know, a, a red. Flag, okay, let me put it like, this way: the way, so, okay, so maybe you can't handle something from Doctor Nick, but maybe me is not, is not, is not bad to me. Right. Is that better? Right. Right. It, right. Exactly. It, it might be something that. Oh my God! I, I can't, I can't handle that. That just aggravates me, and the next man bishop might be like, uh, you know that that don't bother me, you know that that's that's a non factor for me, you know, and I just think that once you see something that you cannot handle, um, I think that that that's cause to uh, not only run away, but I I, I don't. I, it has to be when I say run away, run a, running away without a conversation about what you saw has to be something very, very drastic, because sometimes we may see something that we say, oh, we can't handle. But sometimes, uh, you know, the question it, it presents itself, what did you really see? Because sometimes our eyes can deceive us. and You may see something that may look like a man or woman is being dishonest. And you, if you don't have a follow-up conversation about what you have seen, and this is why I'm not a fan of ghosting, um, you know, you may be running away from something that you think is something that's really not that if you didn't ask the question, right? So I just think that things that you cannot handle are definitely cause to run away. Be honest with yourself. Um, I think you should I think you should run away um, if a man, uh, for, from a woman's perspective, if a man plays 
uh, plays about like domestic abuse. Like I think those are some, some things to run away. I think you should run away, um, not even when something that you can handle. I think you should run away when when you you kind of self clock yourself and recognize that you are the problem. I just think that sometimes we so we so we so good with with, with identifying everybody else, labeling everybody else, putting a, putting a sticker label on somebody else as done as ready as healed and unhealed. I think one of the biggest things that we got to learn how to do is when you ain't ready, when you sitting up here and you the one that's compromised, and you sitting up here and 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 you know that you're not you're not you're not capable of loving that person the way that they need to be loved. I think you need to, I think you need to run away if that, if you're sitting as a man or a woman and you're sitting talking to someone and they ask you a question or, and, uh, and they, they, they're stating their needs and their desires and what they like and they don't like or whatever it may be. I think you need to run, run away when you, when you know you can't fulfill it. Right. And don't, and don't judge somebody because what they want is something that you can't provide. I think a, a a great a great place to run is when you recognize that you you can't be what they want. Instead of trying to lie to ourselves uh, that we that we will be, or that you know I can change what that person wants. And I think uh, a lot of us do that. A lot of us will hear someone say what they want and and they desire, and we will try to in our mind because we want, we just want that person. We, you know, we're, women do it all the time. They'll play this game in their head to where, well, I can make him, I can make him change what he wants so he can be more like me. Uh, he just hasn't met me, Bishop. You know, that's a lot of women, you know, I, I hear him say he wants this, but he just don't know me that, that, that if I show up as my authentic self, we hear that on these clubhouse streets all the time. If I show up, you know, as my authentic self, my authentic self is enough to make him change what he wants. No, you know, I just think you need to run if someone, if you can't be, if you know at your core that what that person desires, if you someone that is needed and that person is like, I don't like needy women, I don't like needed men, like you just need to bow out gracefully. A lot of this, a lot of these relationships, I think it's just uh, in the dating, even the dating process, get the relationship piece, like a lot of headaches will be, uh, really avoid it if we learn how to walk away from stuff and not just always see what's red or what's an issue in somebody else, but being honest with ourselves because it's not always a red flag. You're just not in alignment. And lack of alignment, uh, Bishop and Dr. Nick, is not a red flag. Lack of alignment is lack of alignment. Y'all just y'all just not headed in the direct the right direction or in the same direction. But you know what we do. We got to demonize folk to walk away because we don't have the maturity and the discipline necessary to say, you know, you're not for me and I'm not for you. So what we got to do a lot of times is that we got to make this person the devil uh, to help to help us walk away, to help us have peace with our decision. You know, we got to we got to paint you as the monster because, you know, uh, I, I can't walk away from something unless it's, it's demonic or the devil. Instead of just having the, the maturity to say, listen, we're not on the same path. You're going in a different direction. I'm going in a different direction. You know, uh, you're a good man. I'm a good woman. We're just not going in the same direction. But we don't have that maturity. So, uh, uh, Bishop, I just think that that's some of the things I think that people just, you know, it's easy oftentimes to see what's wrong in others. But I think sometimes... It's not even about the wrong piece, like just understanding that, you know, somebody's not for you. Might be a good man. He just might not be for you. Might be a good woman. She just not might. She might not just be for me. 
Do you think we force compatibility, Josh? When we know in our heart of hearts that it's not, it's, then we're not compatible. We just don't get along. Absolutely, I, I, absolutely. I think. I think so that that's another. That's another. That that is another reason why we should end it early. We know it. We know it. We feel it. Right. We, we, we just. Right, but see, the, the problem is this, though. Everybody does not have the ability, Bishop, to separate their heart from what is wise. Like, y- your heart is a factor, but you don't, you should not make decisions solely based on your heart, right? So what happens is, which is why you need to end things early, is when you can kind of decipher early before your heart gets in- involved that you guys are not really compatible. But what happens, Bishop, what happens oftentimes is that when you throw that, when you throw that, when you throw that cookie into the mix and when you throw that magic stick into the mix, that sex will lie to you and tell you that you're compatible because, because, you know, uh, from a biological thing, looking at your bodies, you know, there are certain chemicals that release that bind you to that person. So sex will have you will have you lying to yourself not even like purposely but i mean just from a brain perspective like so these 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 you know saying these endorphins and these hormones and these chemicals things are released in your body and your brain that that pulls you to that person and will have you thinking that you're compatible just because you guys have sex and that sex was great right so one of the things that I believe that people need to do in the dating process is to withhold and withstand having sex as long as possible to see if you guys are compatible outside of romance, right? Do you guys like doing similar things? You know, I, I'm not of this belief, Bishop, that, you know, I, I, I believe that you don't have to always be in alignment with everything, but this idea that opposites attract, you know, I just need somebody my opposite. I just need somebody that's totally different and, and that's going to balance me out. That's good in theory, but I'm going to go on mute when I say this, Bishop. But oftentimes, opposites attract until they, until they start attacking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you 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 attract, but but how does that look long term? Because oftentimes, it look good in the, in the short term. Oh, I got me somebody that's different. I got me somebody that, you know, that looks at things different. Oftentimes, that don't just nuke. But in long term, if y'all don't, if y'all are not compatible, like you need to, you need to, you need to be reserved in who you decide to love and who you decide to lay down with. Because, you know, that sex will have you thinking that a man uh, that and a woman that you have nothing in common with, really, you know, y'all see life totally different. What have you looking at them like, oh, it's not that bad. No, it's really that bad. Like y'all don't, y'all don't even like, y'all don't even like each other. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm a, I'm a believer that Bishop, you know, I think that sometimes you need to cut things off early, particularly if there's no compatibility, but sometimes Bishop, we, Bishop, sometimes we just want what we want. You know, sometimes we want, we want that woman because she looks a certain way. We want that man because he looks a certain way or he got a certain amount of money or, or in our mind, I believe that God told me that that's my person for me. So I just think that, you know, it's easier said than done. I just don't think everybody has the, has the maturity and the discipline that's required Bishop to really, to really look at where their heart is and separate the decision-making from their heart. Most people are making decisions based on what their heart is saying, right? And I think you need to take an account what your heart is saying. 
but your decision making has to be influenced and come from a place where your heart is not driving the decisions. You should consider what your heart is saying, but I'm not a believer and I don't teach anybody that, hey, whatever your heart is saying, just go with your heart. Man, your heart will tell you to jump off a cliff for somebody. Your heart will tell you, Bishop, our hearts will tell us to run into a burning building, right, for somebody that ain't even in the house burning. They sitting in the car. They telling you to go run and burn in the house to save them. They ain't even in the house themselves. You go and kill yourself for somebody, right? You jumping over, you jumping over, <laughs> you jumping over oceans to help somebody that won't jump over a puddle for you, right? So I'm just saying, like, our hearts, good to have in context, but um, at the end of the day, man, listen, you need to make some wise choices. Those are my thoughts. The, the issue bees, Josh, and I'm going to leave it alone, turn it back to Dr. Nick. The issue bees, because we got people waiting, that we like them laying down, but we don't even know them standing up. Right. We're Ooh, compatible. Right. We're compatible with them laying down. But we don't even know whether we like them standing up because we've let laying down take over standing up. Over right. We got, we got the laying down part covered, but we don't know if they can. You know, I said this a while back in one of the lives that I did. We, we like them laying down, but we don't even know if they can stand up for us. They can lay down with us, but can they stand up with us? And that's not and even real, Bishop. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm saying what that. Is and, this, and, and, and what is this face you got in here? Nah, Josh, what is that? That's the face I came in with. Uh, oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Just, uh, well, see, this is the thing. Even the laying down is, is not really suitable for long term because oftentimes the laying down is based off of, based off of not even really liking them. Like a lot of us are just laying down with people because we just trying to get it in. That's just call it what it is. A lot of us are just laying down because it's available. A lot of us just laying down with people because, because they, listen, they say something we like and we just trying to scratch an itch. The problem is Bishop is that when we scratch that itch with that person, right? That moment of sexual contact was was not intended to be something that we should do casually. That's the problem, right? That should not be something you do with scratching an itch because there's a lot of folk that went to scratch an itch and ended up with a whole lifetime of problems scratching one itch. When the reality is, instead of scratching that itch, right, you should have just took some NyQuil and took your behind to sleep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but you're absolutely right. A lot of us, like, we like the people when we laying down with them, but when we standing up, and let's be honest, a lot of y'all laying down for 60 seconds. Y'all ain't laying down. We always say an hour. Ain't nobody laying. Y'all ain't laying down for no hour. Y'all laying down for 60 seconds, three minutes, whatever y'all want to do. And then you're making choices based off of, based off of, I can't stand chorus, BTR. Um, uh, we're making cho choices with that bishop and we're becoming problematic because again that was not meant and i don't care who's who comes against it sex was not meant to be done with casual with casual impact and influence it was meant to bond you with that individual it takes a it takes a different type of mindset to have sex consistently with somebody and and divorce and separate yourself emotionally from them that is not common i don't care what folks say can people do it absolutely 
absolutely people can do it. But the average person does not have the ability just to turn off their emotions, regardless of what they say, regardless of how they say it, right? Regardless of, of how they scream from the mountaintops, the average person is not really able to casually indulge themselves in that act and not walk away from it, not feeling like there's more there. And a lot of our sisters are lying to themselves, saying that, oh, I can just I can just walk away. Some of y'all can. Some of y'all, some listen, some of y'all got that ability. I'm not saying it's everybody. But a lot of our sisters do not have that ability. A lot of the brothers, different. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my two cents, Bishop. I know you got the people that want. All right. Thank you, Josh. Dr. Nick, you want to take and go to the queue? Because I don't know where we at. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> so we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're going to um so for, so for, because some of the guests are asking um what order we're going in. So this is what we're going to do. We're gonna hear from our moderators first. And then we're going to go to our guests. And when we go to our guests, we'll definitely be in PTR order for our guests. So um, I want to ask any of the moderators who are on the stage, uh, if you are ready to speak, if you have something that you would like to jump in with, if you haven't had a chance to speak yet. I believe we haven't sp spoken from, um, heard from Adley, Cassius, Corey, Tim, Antonio. So um, any of you, feel free to jump right in. If any of the ladies want to go, I'll let them go first. Adley? Corey's. You there, Adley? I'm sorry. She said, Adley, give her sorry. About, she, said give, she said give her five minutes. Okay. Cash is All right. So first and foremost, I want to send a quick another shout out and recognition statement to my man up top in the far left. Bishop hit 30,000 last week and he got a book dropping. We're going to continue to celebrate you, brother. Thank you, man. You always got dope rooms. We always have great conversations. And one of the things I keep coming back here to frequent is because, you know, even if I don't necessarily agree with some of the panels, it, their thoughts and their perspectives provoke thought. And with thought comes growth. So anybody that's listening, you know, there are going to be some absolute facts and truths dropped by this amazing panel assembled. But there also are going to be some preferences, right? And I think that's what's the, the, the beautiful thing about this room and, and why I keep coming back and want to drop a little bit of knowledge I may have is because, you know, the information is power. And if we're not in a space where we're sharing it, right, and, and my, one of my favorite things to say or my favorite quotes is, you know, be the type of person that's going to build a longer table, not a taller fence. You feel me? So so I, I just wanted to throw that out there before I jump in. I, I wrote down a couple things as I was listening because <laughs> I wrote down a couple things as I was listening because, you know, I hear these 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 issues um, or these concerns or these places where people get stuck, you know, and not quite sure to go left or to go right. And so I want to try to provide just a little bit of perspective. Again, this is not right or wrong, not better or worse, just, you know, a, potentially a different perspective to look, or angle to look at things. Right. Uh, one of the things that, that I think I heard mentioned earlier was 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 when a man or a woman kind of showed you something um, that that for the first time or something you hadn't quite seen or something that's a little alarming or something that catches you to do off guard, often used synonymously with the red flag, right? And 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 one of the things that we tend to do in 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 regards to inadvertently shoot ourselves in the foot is is that when someone does something, whether it's yell at you, put their hands on you, cheat on you, spend some money crazily or whatever it may be, a lot of times we will um, for force ourselves to forgive that person or reconcile or salvage the damage that was done, hoping that said person doesn't ever do that again. 
And that's very, 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 um, um, it's an erroneous way to think. Because in most cases, that person is who they are. And whatever behavior they're exhibited is part of their character. And I love that, that Dr. Nick delineated between character and personality. But a lot of times those transgressions are part of that person's character. Now, yes, it may, be, it may lay dormant for some time and you may not be able to see it but it still is a part of that person's makeup. So I think the first thing we should do is level set our expectations whenever someone makes a decision or has a transgression that causes us some pain or whatever it may be. And instead of trying to get back with that person or considering whether or not you should reconcile with that person on the hope that they won't do that behavior again or they won't do said thing again, the thing you should be asking yourself is if this person continues to do this, whatever this is, can I find happiness with them? And if your answer is yes, then you know what you need to do. And if you're being honest with yourself and your answer is no, then you also know what you need to do. But so often people don't ask themselves that. People often ask themselves, okay, well, you know, promise me you'll never do this again, right? And then they, they, they play on their hope, right? And they end up setting themselves up for failure inadvertently and unintentionally, but nonetheless, it still happens that way. So the first thing I would say is level set your expectations. When someone does something, even if it only happened, even if it's the first time in six months or the first time in two years, the first thing you should do is ask yourself, hey, if he does this again, right? And let's just say his, his repetitive behavior is once every two years. Can I find happiness in this environment, in this situation, if he does this behavior once every two years or once every six months or whatever it is, right? So that would be my first thing is to level set your expectations and ask yourself that question. Um, when we talk about forgiveness, which is in the heading, you know, I, I always want people to understand that forgiveness is more for yourself than the person you're with or the person that offended you. Because if you don't forgive them, what you do is you stay in that space of hurt. You live in that space of hurt. You sleep in that space of hurt. You rest in that space of hurt. And eventually that hurt will take its toll on you to where you don't necessarily recognize yourself anymore. So when you think about this idea of forgiveness, understand that it's more for yourself than the person that you're with. Also, uh, doc, doc, uh, Bishop spoke on this eloquently, and I'm just going to add a little bit to it. So I want to make sure y'all know he, he gets all the credit for this, but he talked about separating the, the, the emotion from the action. Right. And, and so often we want to be punish ourselves or take responsibility for someone's actions. And so I'll just give an example. We were talking, I think I heard ladies talking about someone raising their voice and, and turning up on them or cussing them out. Uh, I think someone even said something about abuse. Another one that I often use as an analogy because people are very familiar with this dynamic, whether they've personally been in it or know someone close to them, this whole circle around infidelity, right? It, you can make your partner uh, um, frustrated, right? You can annoy your partner or you can, you can be the cause of why your partner is sexually frustrated. But what they do with that emotion, how they cope with that emotion in action, you're not responsible for. Right. And so so often what we'll do is, is is we'll trick ourselves into thinking that one causes the other. Right. So in, in regards to one causing the other, meaning the, the emotion causes the behavior. No, there are several ways you can cope with being frustrated. There are several ways you can cope with being annoyed. There are several ways you can cope with being sexually dissatisfied. The fact that one person chooses one to lash out at you, you're not responsible for that. Now, you can take responsibility for annoying them, right, causing that initial emotional reaction, but how they manifest that action or how they cope with that action or excuse me, how they manifest that emotion or how they cope with that emotion in actions, you're not responsible for. So that's that falls under that, that, that realm of what Bishop was speaking of in regards to forgiveness. I got one or two more points and I'm done in the next minute or so. Um, we were talking about the red, the red flags and green flags. Um, and I think that 
that I think Dr. Nick was speaking on that. So if I give it to the wrong, give credit to the wrong person, please forgive me. I like to try to translate that to red lights and green lights, right? Because it's usually easier for us to identify a red, a red flag or red light or a green flag or a green light, right? Those are usually easier for us to identify. And my, me personally, I don't think those are the ones that gets us in the most trouble. I think the ones that we get in the most trouble with are those yellow ones, the ones in the middle, the ones that gives us a little bit of pause, but we're not quite sure. The ones that are like, eh, something's a little off, but I'm, I'm not a completely, it's not very clear. And so I always try to use analogy, which sometimes helps paint the picture and works very well. You know, if rhetorically, I'm asking y'all, whenever we've sped up through a yellow light, what almost always happens in the next light or so? We get caught by a red one, right? Almost always. When you speed up to make that yellow light, within the next light or so, you almost always run into a red one. And so I'm only saying that to say that sometimes when we speed past these yellow flags that are not quite red, sure as heck aren't green, and we speed through it, and we don't slow down and kind of take a minute to see what's really going on, we run into a red flag or we run into a red light almost immediately after that, right? And so I want to say that sometimes those yellow flags are the ones that's the most trickiest to identify. And so I think for me, I would say the reds and, reds and greens, for sure we need to be able to identify those without hesitation. But we also, I think, need to also focus and not forget there's yellow flags in there. And I think a lot of times those yellow flags trip us up more than the other ones. Because like Bishop says, often we know we ain't supposed to be doing it, but we do it anyway. And that's a red flag and that's a conscious decision that we make. But I do think a lot of us get tripped up on that space where we're not quite sure. We're a little unconvinced and then we don't take the time to discern or we don't take the time to, to walk through or think through that yellow flag and then identify it as it more of a green or more of a red. And so I, uh, I think that's, let me check my notes real quick so I can, so I can wrap up. Um, yeah, yeah think, we definitely, we have think, a lot yeah. of people, okay, yeah. people, so, people we want to get to cash. Yeah, but thank you. So I'll, yes. I'll stop thank there. You. I'll, yeah. I'll yield it. Awesome. Thank you for, for your, um, your share and, and you being prepared with your notes and the points that you wanted to share. Listen, guys, we are going in a little over the second hour of the, when the right one comes club, where our topic for today is how forgiving should you be during dating? This room is curated by the host of this room, Bishop Greg Davis, top left-hand corner. If you go ahead and click on his picture, you will see he has a brand new book, The Do's and Don'ts of Dating. And we are asking you during this time of the, of the time we're in this room today, go ahead and go to his website and go and order the book. He has written so many books, but this one is the game changer. So go to gregdavisshow.com. Again, that's gregdavisshow.com and put your order in so that you can get this book. Great tips, great strategies, scenarios and the like that will help you to make better decisions in your dating process. Because as Bishop Greg Davis has said, and I believe you might need to trademark that, that um, dating is collecting data and collecting data, whichever word you choose. Our co-host of this room is the beautiful Anisha Sharp. She is in the second row. And um, on the end, yellow, and she's also over the turquoise chair. And I am your club administrator, Dr. Nick, in the red chair and the white suit. On the stage, we have a host of great moderators, as you can see them with the green being next to them. Go ahead and give them a follow, connect with them, send them a back chat, let them know how you're enjoying them in this room. We're going to continue with this great conversation. We have many people we want to get to still, and also our guests who are patiently waiting. But we definitely want to hear from those who are on the stage who are mods um, at this time. So, um, Addie, are you back yet? 
Yeah, I'm back, Dr. Nick. I'm sorry. Thank you. No problem. Go ahead. So I'll be quick. Um, hey, everybody. Um, it's actually a day. I know. Oh, I apologize. Hard to pronounce it. And it's I okay. Like everybody that. does. Don't worry I about like it. That. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. So I'll be quick. Um, I'll be quick. Um, great conversation. I love coming in here. Um, I wanted to actually um, piggyback off of what you were talking about earlier about forgiving and um, really just how we have this idea of forgiveness and how when we forgive somebody, we naturally have to bring them back in our life. And I think that one of my, a blessing and a curse that my mom has told me since I was a kid has been my act of forgiveness and how somebody can say they're sorry to me. And I immediately, um, it's water under the bridge. Um, I let go of everything and I forget about things. And it has um, unfortunately caused me a lot of pain um, becoming an adult. And so what I wanted to just kind of piggyback off of what you were saying was really just the importance of how, you know, when you are going through the dating process and we are collecting data with, you know, with men, it's really just about when I think about forgiving somebody and whatnot, I really think about what makes me feel comfortable and kind of what gets my drive going. If I'm feeling like this person that I um, am seeing, this person that I'm talking to, this person I have interest in does something that doesn't sit well with me, if it doesn't if it doesn't sit well with me, if it doesn't allow me to continue to be who I am, if I don't feel comfortable in that situation, that's when I feel like I have to go ahead and let go. And I think as I've gotten older, I've really realized what the art of forgiving is and kind of what you and Shira were speaking about, about protecting our peace and protecting our energy and really just understanding that at the end of the day, we have a goal is to be with one person. Um, We don't have a goal to sit there and you know, date multiple people um, and be with multiple people as we go on. And so I wanted to just kind of touch on that. Everybody said great points, took a lot of points that I wanted to say, um, but I'm enjoying the conversation. So I appreciate it. But I wanted to just be short, but thank you. Thank you, Ade. And you know what I like about what you said is that um, you kind of acknowledge um, something that your mother brought out in you. Uh, some of the things that, that we do, uh, some of our behaviors, sometimes we don't see them until Someone who loves us and is very close to us points them out and brings them out. And as you mentioned, a day, I'm going to keep saying it so I get it right, <laughs> that um, it's okay. You know, if, if something makes us uncomfortable and it's not setting, setting well with us. So, you know, yeah, we can forgive, but we can also move on. So thank you. I'm going to jump over and pass the mic to my brother, Corey, because we know Corey is a, bus- a busy business man. Um, are you available, Corey? Yeah, hold on. Let me get my notes together here. Okay. There's <laughs> <laughs> really something wrong. Cassius, don't let him intimidate you, man. Get that was good with the notes. That was good. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, let me. The picture he got up now. He still got Oscar. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, He's Bishop. I'm, I'm coming up. <laughs> hold on one second. I'm coming. I'm coming, Bishop. Hold on. Okay, there it is. So, okay. <laughs> hey, listen, no, I'm just kidding, man. Cash is my guy, man. Good, good to uh, see you, Bishop. Congratulations on the book and me uh, reaching 30K. Uh, good to see my family. It's a great conversation. Uh, I may shake the room up a little bit after uh, Josh gave his 35-minute sermon that made absolutely no sense. I'll try to make sense of him uh, derailing the room. Hey, Corey, the, the timer is on. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I just think uh, I'm not very forgiving, I don't think, uh, during the dating phase. Um, it, it depends on, again, I've said it before, Bishop, it's age and stage. If during the dating, during the dating phase, 
I have to forgive you for something, then that is a that is a that is a red flag. Um, you know, in the same vein of what Cassia said. To me, I, I don't when I'm dating in the dating phase, I don't I don't ignore yellow signs and for sure I'm not ignoring red signs because this is what I discovered about people. You got to believe who they are when they show up as who they are. You got to believe that. And I think one of the greatest mistakes that we make in relationships is we overlook those things and we think we can fix people to fit us. Anytime you got to try to fix somebody to fit you, you're doing more work than what you need to. Um, if I could just really quickly just talk about a scripture, Joseph's dad made a coat for him of many colors and it fit him properly. And when you find the right person, not saying that you're not going to go through ups and downs, not saying that you're not, have, you're not going to have to go through trials and tribulations of, of coming in unison and finding harmony in the relationship. But the worst mistake you can make is try to, trying to wear something or be with somebody that just doesn't fit. I mean, Dr. Nick, my saying is this, and I, I've said this during a breakup before, Bishop, that listen, sweetheart, I, I love uh, red bottoms. I love Christian Louis Vuittons. And I've shared this on the stage before, that one, at one point for my birthday, because I love red bottoms, my mother went out and bought me some red bottoms. And, and they was dope, Bishop, but they was a size 10. And, and no matter how dope these shoes was, I could try to wear them to make my mother feel good, to make sure that she felt that I appreciated the gift. But the problem is me wearing those shoes to make her feel appreciated was going to cause me pain. And I just resolved in my life that I'm not wearing anything that makes you feel good but causes me pain. And so at the very beginning, if I got to forgive you for not being a woman of your word, if I got to forgive you for not telling me you was in a relationship, if I got to forgive you for just forgetting to tell me that you had three kids and three baby daddies, if I got to forgive you in the early stages, then the reality is I'm setting myself up for a pattern of having to forgive you throughout the duration of this relationship, which is probably going to come to an end. And so the worst mistake, the worst relationship I was in, Bishop, was the relationship that I jumped in it and I tried to make those size 10 red bottoms fit. She was fine as hell. She had a degree. I mean, on the outside, it looked good, but it just didn't fit me. And watch this. Just because it doesn't fit doesn't mean that those red bottoms don't have value. I mean, the, the price tag was still the same. My mother still paid $1,400 for those shoes. And those $1,400 shoes may be valuable for somebody else, but they was a source of pain for me. So why in the world would I put on some valuable shoes and walk around looking cute, but internally with every step I'm in pain. And I don't think relationships should cause pain with every step. And so if you got to forgive early, if you got to forgive early, and again, now maybe Bishop, this is me coming, it's coming from a 44 year old court. Maybe at 35, I may have forgiven some things. Maybe at 37, I may have had a little bit more grace. But at 44, if I got to forgive you early, I'm gonna give you the gift of goodbye. This is Corey. I'm Sound like you want perfection. It's the gift of goodbye. Sound like, sound like I don't you want perfection. No, I don't want perfection, Josh. But what it is, bro, is see, Josh, you you want you, perfection. So you so you saying that if you gotta forgive for anything in the dating process, that you throwing the whole thing away? In the dating process, Josh, we're talking about I 
We're talking about somebody I don't even know. We're getting but data. You gonna be, you yes. Gonna be forgiven? I'm having. I'm dealing with you th with this in the beginning, Tosh. Are you kidding me? I'm, this is the time we should have bliss and it should be fun and, and happy. I'm dealing. No, Corey's right, Josh. Corey, go ahead. I didn't mean to speak up for you, but I'm on you. I got but you back. Bishop, Man, I, I, I appreciate Corey. it, Bishop. It's always somebody from New Orleans who want to fight. Go ahead, Wait, Josh. Well, Corey, if you, hey, if you want to strip pole boys, just say that. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to. If you want a poor boy, just say that. All I'm saying is this. Out not if we saying some things, I'm with it. Like if we specify what do we have to forgive you for? But man, people are imperfect. Hell, you gonna get married, you're gonna have to forgive anyway. For for something, for, for how they said something, for what they did. I'm just saying, I, I like, Josh, you might not have been here earlier, but when it comes to character things, when I have to deal with character things like character flaws and and it's okay okay you didn't call me back last night we both fell asleep that's fine you 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 couldn't make it to the date that's fine but you don't call me none we don't talk at all that mean you 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 may be living a double life you may you didn't hear this you may be living a double life or you know you you clenching your fist when i say something uh because you just you you really want to you really want to pop off it's all them little things, Josh. Are you kidding me? Yes, we're just dating, getting data. But yes, Bishop. I'm, listen, that's the specified things I'm talking about. Character flaws are with. But what Corey said was, if I got to forgive you of anything no, in a dating no, process, no, no, Josh, no. you're walking what, away. No, I mean, no, I mean no, what you Josh. want? That's not what I said. I gave very descriptive examples which indicate character flaws, which indicate lack of honesty, lack of integrity, uh, lack of maturity. Little mama, if you if you if I meet you and you neglect to tell me that you used to sleep with my partner and you know that's my partner, then we got an issue. Because, the flow. Yeah. because because now you now now I don't know if I can trust you. If you neglect to tell me that you got three children and, and it's three different baby daddies, and watch this. This is this is what I am, Josh. I am the most non-judgmental person around. Baby, you got three kids by three baby daddies. It's all good. Tell me the story. Also, you had one at 18. You had one at 26. You had another one, 33. One of them was your man. Oh, cool. It's all good, baby. What's your, what's your kid's name? Th then we can rock with that. But the moment you lied to me, in the beginning, you lied to me. Now I've got to reconcile what other lie did you tell? And I'm just not going to Just This is just for me. This just this just for me. I, I'm just not gonna deal with that. That's just for me. Now, now get it. Now get it. So Corey, it's fair to say then that your real thing, because I, I I'm with you a hundred grand. Your real thing is the is the fact that I can't trust you and the dishonesty. Like if you the type of person showing me from the beginning, Josh, and I think I think I, I know you can agree with him because really what he's talking about is look, if I'm potentially supposed to be marrying you. I got to be able to trust you on this bank account. I got to be able to trust you to not bring back an STD. I got to be able to trust you to do certain things. But yet you are already showing me in the beginning that you have an issue telling truths and keeping it a hundred. Like, she has to tell you who she slept with. And this is, he said, this is the beginning stage. So she would have to tell you that she slept with your homeboy. No, 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 no. So, so, so no, 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 no. So let me, let me be clear. Cause I don't want, I don't want to display that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Q, 
me and Josh best friends. Josh all over my social media. That's my dog. I meet you out of town one day. We share social medias. And we sit down talking about each other's life experiences. And, you know, you see me with Josh. I just don't like surprises. I, I, I could deal with it. You ain't even got to tell me you slept with him. Just if you know me and Josh's homies, find some type of creative, non-offensive way to express to me that you and Josh dealt with each other in the past. Oh, that's what's up. That's cool. Give me the opportunity. Q, can I be a woman for a second? Because this is what the women <laughs> no, say all the time. No, but check it out. Watch this, JB. Watch this, JB. Because this is what the women say all the time. Give me a chance to make a choice. Give me an opportunity to make a decision, but don't deceive me and take my decision making power away from me. And all I'm saying, listen, the last thing I'm looking for anybody to do is perfect because God knows I'm not perfect. But if I step to you, little mama, I'm going to tell you the truth, because here's the deal. If I give you the truth, I give you the decision to, de to determine whether you can deal with my truth, because guess what? It's my truth. And you don't have to step into the bubble of my truth unless you choose to. But I cannot step into your bubble if it's a false bubble. If you're not being a buck with me about who you are, where you've been, what you've done, what your desires are. And, and my whole narrative is always show up as your authentic self. And for me, this is just me. And maybe again, Q, it is just, uh, it's just. <laughs>